welcome in to the I Am Ready podcast. Uh, a little something different that Ready is attempting to do here. My name is Jay Sparks. I'm the entrepreneurship coordinator. I am joined today by Lisa Drixel Hawksby. Hello, everyone. Hello. Yes. And we're also joined today by Susan Hart. Hi, everyone. Yeah. So we're going to have a little conversation with Susan because the purpose of this podcast is for um, people here in the Mid-Missouri area to get to know some of the leaders, some of the people who are making waves, some of the people who are doing things a little differently in a lot of the spaces around economic development, which doesn't always get the most spotlight um, or the most attention. So we figured we'd try to help out a little bit and, and get some information out there for the people who are doing it that way. And Susan Hart is definitely one of those people. Susan, you've been involved in so much for so long in this area, but can you tell us just a little bit about maybe where you came from and, and how you ended up in mid-Missouri? Yes. Um, thank you. I'm glad to be here and talk a little bit today about Ready and the I Am Ready campaign and my experience with economic development. But um, I came to be in Columbia uh, because uh, I was right out of college. I had an accounting degree, also a calculus degree, but I went to the big eight accounting firms. I worked at Deloitte in St. Louis. It was then to Schross, and while I was there, it merged with Deloitte um, in the mid-80s. And in those big accounting firms, they put you in market sectors, and they put me in construction and manufacturing. So I worked there a few years. I was married at the time. We, um, My husband then was accepted into uh, veterinary school here. So we transferred to Columbia. Part, part of the way I tried to work, I love my job in St. Louis so much. Uh, I tried to live in halfway between Columbia and St. Louis, and we would each morning go east and west, but that didn't work. Um, vet school and my job, they were very demanding. So um, <clears throat> we decided to move to Columbia. Um, it was a great move. I worked for a small accounting firm, and Girding, Corning, and Chipwood. And while I was there, I went to work for a startup construction company, Hubert Builders. And then um, worked there for 30 years as part of ownership. And um, uh, now I'm with Reinhardt Construction. I'm part of the new management group there at Reinhardt that's been in business for many um, decades here in Columbia and Central Missouri. So, uh, you know what? I love St. Louis. I love my accounting, but I tell everyone I moved to Columbia because of love. That unfortunately didn't work out, but then I fell in love with Columbia, and so I'm still here, and this is where I live to be, and it's been a great... Um, I love this community. I love Boone County. I love Central Missouri. I grew up near here, east of here, in a small town called Jonesburg, Missouri has connections to Columbia, um, so I just feel like this is my this is home. That's awesome! What a great story. I love to hear all about you know how people got started in things, and and certainly um, a really interesting um, transition from what in the day was considered a, a very female accounting, fairly mm -hmm. female, to a very non-female centered. Um, in construction, especially commercial construction. So what a, what a great story. I love that. Um, so obviously we picked you as one of our guests because of your passion and your drive. 
just for your community in general. You do so many things. But really what I want to ask a little bit about is um, why are you so passionate about economic development? What about that is meaningful to you? And why is your involvement in Ready something you're super passionate about? Well, I think all of the different things and all the different roles that I've been involved with in the last uh, 30 some years in Central Missouri, you know, I've really honed in on economic development because it meets all of my passions. I really believe that a vibrant economy is what makes the community strong. Like everything revolves around it. I can talk about economic development with anyone because it affects their life. Either the job they have here, how they how they make their living in there, where they can go, things they can buy, all of those things. Like economic development is is across the board something. It sounds very mysterious and and that, but it's just basically about what makes the community go. So my work in economic development and my involvement with Ready is, you know, to support the economy because we have a lot of great things going on in Columbia. We have a lot of great things going on in Boone County. There are counties in Missouri that don't. We're very fortunate and that's because we, there are people like me that are passionate about it in this community. The, the why has to find an outlet sometimes. So as you were in this space and you were you were progressing through all of these different, like she said, moving from a kind of female, you know, mm-hmm. um, oriented uh, employment to, to something less and everything else. What about Ready caught your eye? What what did you why why did Ready pop up on your radar to make you think, oh, this is an organization that either Hubert Builders or Reinhardt or myself should have a part in. Mm-hmm. So Ready started about the time I moved to Central Missouri. So people that I've admired or people that I've respected or looked up to as mentors through all these years were always involved with Ready. Like they were, they really, it seemed, were working on making this community better for the businesses, for the business community. And so that interests me. I mean, in construction, what... What is good is I get to get inside a business and see what they do and what they make. So I am constantly going in and I'm like, look at this gem we have in, in Boone County. That Who knows that they're making all these widgets that are only used somewhere else. And that's happening here. Like I meet all these interesting people and interesting businesses. So I wanted to make sure, once I learned about Ready, that I wanted to be one of those individuals that was able to make sure that we had an environment that would support those businesses that are growing or the businesses that are here. So that's that's why I landed on Ready. <laughs> that makes a lot of I sense. I mean, it, it kind of is just, it fits with all the different things I'm passionate about. Well, Susan, I often hear you talk about um, an economy that works for all of the community mm-hmm. citizens. And I know for you, that's really important that it's not just a segment of our population that's doing well, it's really everyone. And so um, tell us a little bit about some things that you've done um, kind of in that sphere that that obviously touches on economic development. One of the things that one of my roles is to kind of help the average everyday citizen to understand why economic vitality is so important and why they should have a stake in that. Um, Tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you've done that you feel like touch on economic development that really do touch all the citizens. Well, for instance, A few years ago, um, I was involved with the Aspire program, which is working with inmates at the Women's Correctional Facility in Vandalia. 
And that was really important to me because it was economic development, it was supportive entrepreneurship, like with individuals that really needed an economy that worked for them. Like, and that was life-changing for me to work with that. Um, so that was, to me, economic development. That was working in that sphere. Um, <clears throat> I'm board chair of uh, Central Missouri Community Action. And now I really see what we're doing there, what we do providing um, housing support for low-income families and individuals that need, need some help at this time in their life. Um, it really is economic development because we're working on providing quality childcare. There, we work on providing affordable, safe housing. That's what we need for a strong and healthy workforce to support a strong economy and businesses for recruitment of businesses, existing businesses, and entrepreneurship. It is a beautiful circle, and I feel like I'm very fortunate right now that I am in leadership at Ready and leadership at CMCA that I can look for those cross items that fit with both of us that maybe necessarily haven't been brought to the forefront or talked about or at least say economic development and this nonprofit that's this huge nonprofit and that works in nine counties around here how do we fit together and it it's there's a lot of opportunity because again we're creating an economy that works for all if we can sit here and create an economy that only works for 30, 40% of our community, that's not really effective. And that doesn't really make it strong. It doesn't really make it healthy. So I think just for me, working on those um, cross connections is very important to me. And I feel like because of the work I've done to date in other aspects of the community, I, I provide that, that window into those different opportunities that not necessarily people think of economic development. They don't. I think it's interesting, as you mentioned, other people in the community, other leaders, other boards that you're a part of, you know, why is it important for people who rise to those levels in our community with their jobs, why is it important that they also find space on boards and, and with organizations? Why is that important that those two things are intertwined? It is crucially important because I believe that economic development really is about relationships. It is about connections and relationships, social capital. Um, and when you are involved in other things in our community, other boards, other um, organizations, you meet people that walk and, and have those circles of influence. And then you are over here working in another organization. If you are connecting those dots, like I, I feel like that's what my work is as a community volunteer, I try to connect the dots. And those relationships of people I've met, just just saying, you know what, we're talking about this over here, you're talking about this over here. If we talk together, it tries to break down silos in, in our community. And those silos are really hindering, like we do wonderful growth in Boone County in this region. Those silos, kind of even hinder it. So I'm, I'm always like, ooh, if we did more together, think how much even amazing it would be. So that's why that involvement's so important. I always jokingly say, I could do a TED Talk about why one of the most important volunteer um, 
positions I had was the treasurer of the Rockbridge Elementary PTA. Like I could do a TED Talk on it because it really was. I met so many people to this day that I have connections with in the community that I would never have met or never have talked to if we hadn't been brought together by this common goal of running the PTA because we all happen to have children at elementary school at the same time. That was our only common bond. And yeah. and it was, to this day, probably once a month, there's a connection that comes up with that. You know, Mindy McCubbin, we're working on um, Columbia Women Investments Network. That's where I met Mindy, was the PTA. And now we're doing this great investment network for for women entrepreneurs and startups. I mean, that's, that's a great thing. I mean, it's just so interesting how you have to make those connections. Because if I just relied on the construction and my industry, I'm missing so many more people in this community. You know, back to my original opening of where I am from, when you're in a town of 600 people, you know everyone in that town, you probably know the genealogy of their families, you know their skill sets, and you know what each one does to make that community work, that city run. Oh, he owns the gas station, he has the bus service. I just view Columbia in that same way. like knowing so many different people and knowing what their skill sets are, just taking the time to really know who they are, just helps make those connections and just, for me, makes the city really more vibrant. Absolutely. Well, and speaking of TED Talks, you're going to get a chance to just have a little mini one. So a couple of follow-up questions to that. Number one, if you were to sit down today with a, um, a young woman that's entering into the commercial construction industry, what advice would you give her? Um, and then the second question, what would you give any young person as they're looking out into um, the professional world as far as becoming um, involved in their community and why that's important? Yeah. On the first one, um, I'm, kind of, I'm living that right now because I've hired a young woman, a mechanical engineer, and she's working with me. And so I think about that. I'm always giving advice. I'm sure someday she's like, oh, no, here she is again. <laughs> You know how, and then I look at myself and think, how did I become, how did I become the elder in the room that I feel like I have all this advice to give? So I try to temper it. But um, in fact, the other day, um, my advice to her was, uh, I, she was asked by a group to, to volunteer, and I said, please do it. You know, if it works with your time, but it's considered part of your, you know, what you're doing. That's part of your job. Those are hours you're putting in for our company. Um, just go and meet people. Go meet people from our competitors. Go talk to people. You're you're living the same experience. It doesn't hurt to have these relationships. She loved it. She had a great time. It was on the the newspaper was there, TV. I mean, it was she she loved it. It was a great experience. But I'm always I, I brought um, an owner of a local engineering company in to meet with me on Friday, and then I took him around him and introduced him to everyone. And when he left, I said, it's so important to to personally meet these people because I want him to have a face to a name or to know because meeting those individuals just really helps you realize what you can aspire or how you have things in common. Because you know a lot of times when you're young, well I know, I don't know about this generation, but when I was younger it was like, oh that person runs that business, like oh they must be, you know, really, and then you learn that they have the same fears or strengths or weaknesses that you may have or compliment you or 
you know, it just kind of normalizes things and makes you aspire that you can be in that role. You could have that role. So I'm really working on the networking aspect of getting to know those people. So there are times where you'll come up and you'll have to go to an engineer and it might be a conflict conversation. And I told her, I said, it's so much easier to have a conflict with someone that you've known or met or talked with or, or maybe volunteered alongside them so they know who you are as a person and know your personality. It's so much easier. I mean, that's helped me in the 30 years around here a lot. The other piece of advice that I give, that I would give, that was given to me, um, I was I joined Rotary because there was a friend in Rotary and she said you need to be in Rotary I said I don't know anything about Rotary so I learned about it and I um, was uh, they uh, asked me to join so I did I was there about six months and Vicki Dunscombe who had was the highest ranking female at then Boone County Bank now Central Bank was our president and so I was intimidated. I was like, oh, this, you know, these are important people. I'm 26 years old in Columbia. What am I doing? I'm 27. It was mid, late 20s. She called me in her office, and I thought, oh, I am in trouble. I am, I am like now getting in trouble. So her office is up on the third floor over those windows that look over Broadway, and I walk in, and she sat me down, and she goes, I need a treasurer, and I need someone that can help and who will work and I've watched you from afar for the few months you've been in here. Um, it looks like you do what you say and that you'll work hard and I really, I'm putting my trust in you to do this. And I was like, okay, I think I have that skill set. And she said, I also want you to know, Susan, from now on, whenever you do a job, whenever you volunteer for something or you're an officer of something, do it like it's your paying job. Don't give it less because you're not getting a paycheck because this will be the only way some people in this town will know who you are and how you are in your reputation. So do it like it is your paying job. And I took that to heart and I still do to this day. And I think that has served me well. I think that advice because I do, I even get frustrated when someone on a board is not doing their part and, you know, I'm, it's causing an issue and they'll say, well, this isn't, I've got to take care of other things. This isn't my pain job. And I'm thinking, mm, you did not get the, you did not get the lecture I did when I was a young woman <laughs> or the sage advice I did. Um, Vicki is, I consider her a strong mentor and I, I've told her since how influential that advice was in my life. And I really feel like has helped me with the successes that I have had in the community with that piece of advice. So that's the one I, that's what I want to say to, to all the young people as they're starting on their volunteer. Well, I think a key, key phrase that you said that I think you don't necessarily think about it when it comes to economic development, but when you're talking about retention and long-term satisfaction, I belong here. Yeah. And so when folks feel like that they belong to the community that they live, then they're able to weather the ups and the downs, but... Um, there is a sense that they have purpose and that they um, are needed and wanted. And um, somehow, um, I'm always curious to figure out how we can do a better job of telling that story. Um, economic development can seem very cold and, and very you know, numbers driven. And of course it is to some degree, but I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said it's communities thrive when 
everybody feels like I belong here because when you do belong here, you want to give back as much as you feel like you've received. And so I think you may have coined for me, um, you know, some things I might start using as far as sending out that message. So I just, I really, yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, and you know, we always talk about the brain drain, all the college students that leave, you know, I think it's, it's important to us that knowing that if, if we involve the college students right now, and knowing that they're gonna go off and chase a shiny, cool job in a big city or something, I mean, you know, that's the age at which people are thinking that. Not everybody will keep the ones that, no, I wanna stay here. Like like my uh, young woman I hired, um, you know, that was her, that one, she had job offers in other cities, but she wanted to stay nearby, it was important to her. Um, but for those individuals at the college, over at Mizzou or Stevens or Columbia College, if we involve them while they're here, and then they go chase the shiny job, but then there's something that may, they don't feel a part of it. Like, ooh, I really liked in Columbia because I felt like I was a part, or I belonged there, or there was a sense of home, or, oh, that would be a cool place to raise my family. Um, you know, I think I think we could get that boomerang. I think we could get them back. And I don't know how to do that. That's just a dream I have, but, um, I think we would we would do a a good job of getting some back. It, it's it's a long term game. It's not a, a fast game where we're going to get you know twenty five hundred graduates <laughs> coming out of the five thousand that graduates or six thousand that graduates from our higher ed each year. But I think that down the road we'd get some back here. Just I think I think it's what other communities are looking at is just making sure that young individuals. You know, like from my example, getting involved in boards when I didn't think I was qualified or intimidated. And the young man I talked to the other day, he's like, I just don't know if I add much to the board. I said, you do. You do. You add youth and you add a different perspective. And someday, and it won't be, it's sooner than later, believe me, you'll be the elder at the table and there'll be a young person sitting there. I said, it's just kind of the circle of, of how it works. And I think what you're saying is, is exactly along those same lines, that you have worth and that your story matters and all of our stories combined is Columbia. Columbia is just an empty place, but it's, it's full of 125,000 stories. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where, where kind of that worth comes from. But then, like Lisa said, we are, are, we are charged in economic development with turning that into numbers, with mm-hmm. turning that into trends. Has anything sifted through the cracks? Is there anything you'd like to say, part of your story or, or what we've talked about that you'd like to, you know, kind of add on, tack on here? I think economic development, don't let it be intimidating. It, it is very simple. Like, you have a job. How did that job get here? Because really, economic development is about jobs. The creation of jobs, the retention of jobs, through entrepreneurship, it's making your own job um, and creating other jobs. That's all it is about. And that's what all of us, like right now I'm, you know, with my sophomore in high school trying to figure out what job does he want. Like we're talking about summer jobs. Then we're talking about career jobs. And we're talking about, um, so even in my house with younger teenagers, it's, it's about, we're talking about economic development even though it doesn't seem like it. So... I think just just taking the mystery away from it. And so, Susan, we can't thank you enough for being such a beacon of that message on our behalf. 
um, just for economic development, but just for our community um, in general. Well, I think um, we're about done, but I didn't feel like I would do my due diligence as a previous radio and podcast host with an interviewee in the room without doing a little digging. And this is supposed to be that we can get to know Susan Hart a little better. So I have four words written down here, the hog wild chili girls. And while we're telling some stories here, I just want to hear that story. So maybe we can relate that to some people. Okay. So when I turned 30, (laughs) when I turned in my year of me turning 30, I decided that every month I was going to do something new I had never done before. Just to really like, you know, that's the age at which you do that. So one of my best friends and I decided for the month of March or April, she had been part of a big tailgate group in Kansas City. And when she moved from Kansas City to Columbia, they let her take the famous chili recipe with her. So she goes, I have this chili recipe because there was this statewide chili contest. I said, okay, let's do it. So we figured out, we were both cooks, figured out the equipment. We took a fish fryer as the bottom of the thing with all our stock pots that we got together, our food, and we went to Mexico, Missouri and competed. And we were the second place. And whoever qualified from Missouri then went to Reno, Nevada for the World Chili Contest. (laughs) Well, we were second place and um, the main, I can't remember why, the number one was not able to fulfill their obligations, so we got to go to Reno, Nevada. (laughs) to cook chili for the World Chili Contest. And that was the name of our, our team, the Hogwild Chili Gals. Yes. We had uh, t-shirts and everything. So we packed up all of our ingredients and put them in a cooler and flew to Nevada, Reno, Nevada, <laughs> and cooked chili on the streets of Reno, Nevada. I really can't believe this story. Like, it just yes. is crazy that I did this. I can't even, yeah. We're, you know, out of Reno, they have the gate that says, welcome to Reno. Like, we Biggest were all lined city up. in the world. Yeah, we yeah. were lined up along the street, and we had our cooking. And I love is, it. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> it's the strangest story. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Well, I love the idea of something new every month for, for a milestone year. That's a great idea. Um, I think it fits right along with everything we've heard today. Someone who takes... Takes the bull by the horns, no pun intended, for, for barbecue and chili. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, I, Susan, again, like like Lisa said to Echo, I appreciate you coming on today and appreciate everything you do, not just for Ready and, and not just for yourself and the community, but like I said, with, with the holistic approach to everything, um, you know, encouraging young young people and, and, and just being a steward of, of everything that, that I think Columbia, that matters in Columbia, we appreciate that. Great. Thank you both so yeah. much. This is great. Yeah, it was great. Well, this was the first uh, first episode of the I Am Ready podcast. Uh, we'll be keep your eye out for. We'll be doing more as the year goes along. We'll have um, hub clients. We'll have investors. We'll have board members, and I don't know, maybe surprise guests along the way too. Um, and uh, we will try to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. And hopefully, everyone will enjoy that as we go. So, Lisa, thank you. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. And uh, that's it. We will see you next time on the I Am Ready podcast. Thank you.